All right, guys, welcome to episode 40 of the Self Love Effect podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings. And before I introduce my very special guest, I want you guys to close your eyes and repeat after me. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I am in charge of how I feel. And today I am choosing happiness. Today I choose to believe in who I am in my abilities. Today I choose me. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. All right. So with me today, I have Susie Sung. She is the author of a hundred days of healing from heartbreak, a hundred days of positivity, hope, and growth. She, I am absolutely thrilled to have her on more so more than just her books, but she went from a mindset of asking questions such as, you know, um, what is the point of it all? When does it get better? Um, when can I meet a partner? And, and she states these questions um, in her about me, but rather than continuous this continuing this life of the why me and why this, why that, what now, she decided to make a change. And she chose to take control of her situation. She chose to take control of her life. And by doing so, she's now empowering so many others that they are in control of their life. You can change. You have the power to change your life right now. And um, I, I think what you're doing is so empowering. It is a movement and it is changing lives. And it takes, you know, many of us to come together and to tell people you could do this. You can do this. You have the power um, right now. You have the choice. So. Thank you for being on the Self-Love Effect podcast. I'm so excited to have you. I'm so excited to learn more about your books, to have you share about your self-love journey. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm like so happy to be here. I'm excited for this as well. Yeah, I'm excited. So you're in Scotland right now. Just want I'm the in- listeners to hear that. <gasps> yeah, I'm in Scotland. So it's a Scottish accent that you're hearing. Not Irish or Australian, but full-bred Scottish. Um, and I'm from Glasgow. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I haven't heard that accent since I was in college. One of my best friends, he was a volleyball player from Scotland and um, loved every bit of it. So, um, but yeah, so tell us wherever you want to start within your self-love journey, um, or you could start by sharing about your books. I just feel like you have so much. So wherever you feel comfortable. Sure. Um, so, well, with self-love it has been a long journey um for me to even love myself the whole reason this started and I think the whole reason this starts with so many of us is the lack of that self-love not feeling good enough not feeling deserving you know not feeling like we can have the things we want and it's something that's deep rooted and it usually starts from a very young age so just to give a little background um coming from a, a Chinese family um there was a lot of focus on my weight and this created that I am not good enough until I am slim enough or I cannot find someone until I am pretty enough like it, it, there was so much focus on that that I really didn't love myself for a long long time so throughout the years I would have the same patterns of you know failed relationships um I would date narcissists I'd, I'd always want what I couldn't have and I was never happy because deep down inside um there was a part of me that was telling myself that I didn't deserve it I wasn't good enough as I was I had to be better I couldn't have this until I had that and it got that way you know till I was 32 and I think it was like another relationship that had failed and it was going so well and all of a sudden I was blindsided and um I was back in the UK I'd I'd moved to Vancouver and I'd moved back for this guy and before I was about to move back um it just ended suddenly so my plans were kind of thrown in the air I had to come back to Scotland I didn't have enough time to apply for my visa to stay in Vancouver and yeah that's when I started to ask myself it was one night I phoned my friend and was like what is the point in my life I have no purpose 
I have no special loved one that you know, um, I can share this life with. I don't even know where my life is going. I don't have a job right now. I'm back at home living with my parents, you know, and um, it was probably one of the lowest moments that I've had ever. And it scared me. It scared my friend more, to be fair. Um, And she said, I think you need to see someone. I think, you know, you should see a therapist. And I'd avoided it for years because and I think a lot of people do this, especially with um, books like The Secret coming out saying, you can make yourself feel better. You can be positive. You just have to like do this and you just have to do that, but you can do it all yourself. And you do need to be the one who does it. However, it doesn't mean you can't have help. So I'd avoided it for years because I had this mentality of, I can fix myself. I don't need anybody to help me. Like if someone else helps me, it means that I'm not strong enough. And it really wasn't the case. So bit the bullet and... And went for it and um, went to see a hypnotherapist and we just worked on the inner me. So that's how the journey started. How was that yeah. experience with the hypnotherapist? Um, it was actually a really funny one because I was already so aware of law of attraction and even of the subconscious mind to a degree that when I went in, I already had a list of what I felt were my issues. I, was, I basically went in and said, right, this is my problem. It's not that I can't be positive. It's just that everything I'm doing to stay positive isn't working. So yeah. I need to know what's going on in the inside. So <laughs> she kind of laughed and she's like, right, we'll skip a few, a few sessions ahead then. Um, but the hypnotherapy session itself was amazing. I really got into meditation. She did a guided meditation because before that I really struggled to meditate. Yeah. So um, we did that and began to change these subconscious beliefs and also healed some inner child wounds you know I didn't realize that my life now and the the kind of experiences this experiences that I'd had were actually down to you know the relationship with my dad I was always trying to please him and follow him and um he had taught me that I had to look the part and Mm -hmm. basically appear to be the part without actually feeling it on the inside so that's a a lot I think now as well especially with social media and I I have a love-hate relationship with it I think there's so much show out there there's so much look at me look how well I'm doing and I think it's amazing that people are doing well but I think that people miss the message that you have to feel it on the inside it's not just about having it on the outside yeah. And I, I think it's the world we live in too. I know here in um, the United States, we center beauty around what your outer appearance looks like. So when we have these newer generations too, that think that they have to constantly be behind a filter, they have to have flawless skin. They're always trying to fix what they look like. Oh, and that your outer appearance has nothing to do with how you feel on the inside, that's where it matters. That's where it counts. That's where the real you lies. And until you understand that, you know, then there's, you, you will never find true happiness, everlasting happiness, because it starts with you. Um, and I feel like all what you just said was like spot on. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Um, with that, I, you know, what's, what um, was the driving factor that made you want to write these books? Because I also know that you have two, that you're going to write two more to the series, but um, what sparked that interest? Like, was there a shift? What, what went on there? So again, it's a, it's a funny story with this. Um, I was probably about three months into my self healing journey, you know, after I'd found the hypnotherapist and I was doing very well. I'm a very impatient person, so I work very quickly. So I was already feeling amazing again on top of the world. Like I just got a new job. Things were going to be great. And I had one day where there was something had happened with my new manager and she'd put in this group chat, right? We will discuss this tomorrow. It was something really silly. And for that full day, when I read that message, I, I had so much anxiety. I was so worried about what it was going to be. I was, I thought I was going to get fired. She was really going to get me into trouble. And it's so silly when I think about it now, but it basically ruined my day. I remember it because I arranged to meet, um, meet my friend for lunch. And when we went for lunch, all I could think about 
was what was going to happen tomorrow. I was wishing my day away and um, it ruined the day for me. Hopefully not so much for her or she didn't notice it, but my mind just wasn't in it. You know, I wasn't enjoying the lunch. I wasn't enjoying the company. I just wanted the day to be over so that I could get tomorrow over with. And um, the worst part of it was that I was extremely disappointed in myself because it was the first, we'll call it like a positivity relapse for lack of a better term, but it was the first time I'd sort of gone back to that moment months ago when I was like what's the point in everything and I'd felt the same feelings and um what I tried to do was go on Instagram and look for positive quotes couldn't find anything that would just you know make me feel better and then I tried to read self-help books that I had to cheer me up and I just didn't have enough concentration to do it so the last resort was meditation so I thought I'm just going to go into my guided meditation that I've been doing for months and maybe that will calm me down or at least it'll kill some time until it's tomorrow so I did my meditation and about 30 minutes later I came out of it feeling better and it was very instinctual I just grabbed my laptop from the side of my bed and opened up pages and the first thing I started to type was um don't listen to the what if devil he doesn't have your back so this is actually one of the pages in my book and I started to write about how this little devil is going to tell you all these horrible negative things and make you worry about the future but you know it's it's not doing you any favors you're worrying about something that might never happen and you're ruining your present state and you're ruining whatever's going on right now for fear of what could happen in the future and after I wrote it I instantly felt better and it was I wrote the advice I needed for myself basically what I needed to hear I wrote for myself and after I kind of got this momentum and I banged out another five pages and then the idea for the book was born I thought people need to know this they need to know that it's okay to not be okay at times it doesn't mean that you have going back to the start it doesn't mean that you're not a positive person it doesn't mean that you're not doing well it just means that you're human and you've had a little emotional setback and the reason for the books is to support people trying to grow trying to do better for themselves and having those moments of doubt or having those little down days it's supporting people when they're going through that so I wrote it for myself going through it but to share with everyone else as well how beautiful is that though, to write, not just a survival guide for yourself, but to share with the world. Cause I feel words are something that are very impactful. I mean, if I go tell somebody you're, you look so beautiful today, that might make their whole entire day. Um, so this book is just full of light and positivity. And, um, then we go to the healing from heartbreak. And I feel that is one thing as, as human beings, because we were born with the instinct to love and be loved. I think heartbreak is something hard for many of us. And um, it's, it's very challenging because we feel so alone. Um, but if we read the words of others, then we, we feel like I'm not the only one. Like I'm here. I could get through this. Um, it's okay not to feel okay. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's another reason why I share my own personal experiences is because there is comfort in knowing that you're not the only one feeling this way. You're not the only one going through it. Someone else has been there. It's a, you know, you don't feel as isolated. So um, the great thing about it is the book is very short in that there's a hundred pages, a hundred different quotes, and you can flick to a page and just, you know, get instant guidance and that instant relief almost like the friend that you don't need to pick up the phone for it's a friend that's in your handbag or by your bedside table um with regards to the heartbreak one I think heartbreak is one of the biggest um catalysts for change you know whenever a relationship breaks down whether it's been a short term or a long term one it really forces us to look within ourselves mm-hmm. And when I wrote this one, I hadn't ever planned on writing a second book. I thought after the first one, I was healed, believe it or not. I mean, <laughs> as naive as that is to think now, like, yeah, I'm, I'm fine now. I'm like completely healed. Um, no, the heartbreak one, in fact, the heartbreak I went through after writing that book, um, it inspired this one because I went through 
probably lower emotions. It probably broke my heart more than the first guy did. Um, I would think I was more upset just about where my life was as opposed to that person, whereas this time it was genuinely someone I cared about. So um, the emotions that start up in that, again, you know, you kind of go through ups and downs. And this one really kind of takes you on that journey from the instant shock all the way through to anger, denial, you know, acceptance, romanticizing what used to be. And it takes you through that up to even self-worth and being ready to move on um, to dating again. So it's to support people going through something specific like that, because sometimes positivity isn't enough. You need someone to be like, hey, that's that guy's not worth it. Or, you know, you can do better. Or there is someone out there for you who's right for you. So, yeah, that's how that came about. Yeah. You're not supposed to be here. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) She's like, I want to do a podcast, too. Um, Normally, my husband's here. But anyway, yeah, I I and it's funny because when I think back to you know, being in my twenties and being a teenager heartbreak, it will always be that one thing that I can recall. I can recall the moments, the feelings, the emotions, the roller coaster ride, um, and, and, and the struggle to just overcome because, you know, whether we think of it as lust or, you know, as love in that moment, we felt that. So to be, to feel our heartbreak, it's, it, it is shattering. Um, and, and, and it's nice to feel that, that just comfort of words to make us feel like a little less, um, alone at the moment, um, that we will get through it, that it's just another, you know, obstacle in our path, but that doesn't mean, you know, love isn't for us or that someday we won't find our, you know, happy ever after. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, No, it's, um, yeah, heartbreak is it's, it's different for everybody um, and how they go through it. But even just knowing or having a page a day to read to be like, hey, why don't you try and do this today? Or, you know, if you want to stay in bed, that's cool. But if you do this, you might feel better. So there's like little things like that, almost exercises, because it's very hard to be motivated to do anything um, when you are feeling in that heartbreak sort of stage or that mode um and to have something there to read to be like hey you know what I did this when this I was feeling this way and I felt better it could motivate them and sometimes people just need to get outside sometimes if you take a step outside you instantly feel better a bit of fresh air a bit of nature um can be really really calming yeah and then you also have the you know the free mini course um, that you, you know, it, that you have, and then also, do you do coaching? Is that something that you do? So I, yes, I have the mini course, which is really like a an introduction into self development. Um, it's it's a kind of easy way to get into it because a lot of people want to avoid, like myself, want to avoid that. So it's like you know, informing people on why maybe they feel how they feel or why they self-sabotage all these things so the mini course is really there just to give people that little insight and an introduction into it and with regards to coaching I do do it um I kind of like to just do it just to help people though I don't really and it sounds weird but I don't want to do it full time like I really want to share my words more there's so many coaches out there um amazing coaches and I kind of like to just do it to spread good karma so if that makes sense, so I'll, I'll coach yeah. like friend of a friend of a friend. Um, yeah, just, just kind of for fun, really. Oh, I love that. But you know, that's so empowering because when it's done that way, I feel like the universe or whatever higher power, it's just brings into your life, more positivity, more just abundance. Um, Absolutely. yeah. And I love your Instagram page. It's full of not just a uh, knowledge, but understanding, understanding yourself. And you speak about this because you weren't able to move on until you became self-aware. Um, and do you want to highlight on that? Because I, you know, we talk about self-love and self-acceptance, 
but we need to be self-aware of ourselves. And that is something many of us lack in order to get to the gates of unlocking self-love. Absolutely. So I'm very big on self-awareness. And uh, one of the simplest ways I like to always explain it is that if you don't know who you are, how on earth do you know what's going to make you happy? And that's what we're all really searching for. The fancy cars, the, the flashy houses, the, you know, whatever it is that makes people, what people like to buy or work towards, it's because they want to feel happiness. And when you're not self-aware, you can be tricked into thinking that these are the things that will make you happy. And I've seen it so many times, people chase the next newest thing or they chase um, whatever celebrities have because they think, oh, they look like happy people. I'll have what they have and then I'll be happy. And every time it's, it's a very moment, it's a very short kind of high and then it dips until they're chasing the next, the next high again. Whereas if you can really understand who you are as a person and what you need to deep within, then you can really decide what it is that's going to make you happy. And I think for a lot of people, it's fulfillment. It's funny, I was speaking to someone, um, someone very randomly that I met, and he was telling me, he very wealthy person, right? And, you know, like, I'm assuming he doesn't have to work because he was, you know, living in Edinburgh from Singapore for months, just, you know, shopping and doing whatever. And I don't know how we got talking, but, you know, he was saying, um, sounds great to not have to work and do stuff, but, you know, I don't know what I'm doing with my life and I'm not happy. So when he said that, it just, you know, it, it confirmed for me and hopefully it'll confirm for other people as well that it's not money. It's not success. It's not fame. It's fulfillment that we all need. And mm. it's, um, I think, and what I hear a lot of coaches and a lot of people that are kind of in this line of work seem to say it's all about serving others. And I kind of understand it now because when you can help someone else feel good or help them see something they couldn't see before and discover something new, that feeling is just so, so much better than any new car or new top or new pair of shoes that you can get it's a completely different feeling so when you can become self-aware of what makes you feel like that you know for some people it's, it's designing some people it is helping people some people it's um, the arts you know creating music whatever it is when you can find out for yourself what that is then you can really decide what you want to do to make yourself happy I hope that made sense there. <laughs> it does, yeah. Um, and, you know, we have, it, it takes self-discovery and just breaking everything down, you know, getting to that internal child. Because, um, you know, when you were talking earlier about understanding, you know, yourself at a deeper level, it was like, what was, you know, part of your childhood? And, you know, we think of adulthood and who we are and yeah, if we talk to ourselves, we could read all these self-help books and maybe we can gain insight and find some healing, but it starts again at a very young age. It doesn't just manifest while, while you're an adult, these limiting beliefs, you know, that we're not born with them. They're given to us. So they stick with us for, until we, we seek healing. Um, and yeah, we, it's like, it's a barrier. It's a barrier from trying to get over from self-destruction to self-acceptance and self-awareness and self-discovery and self-love, all the all the good selves. But um, you know, it's understanding our inner inner awareness, and then from there, it's like a light pops on, and you're just like, okay, I'm not in the darkness anymore. And then you can maneuver, and um, yeah, so yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, um, I kind of like to think of it as when there's a self-limiting belief or an inner child wound um, and you're not like, rather than go in and really deal with it, um, the analogy I like to use is if you imagine you've got a big cut, you know, on your arm and you need to actually go to the hospital get it sewn up, you know, clean it all out, get it sewn up to let it heal and put bandage on it. But instead of that, you're just sticking a plaster on it or band-aid. Is that what you call it? Band-aid yeah, on it? Band-aid, uh-huh. It's always going to come through. That's never going to heal. So like an inner child wound, that will never heal until you really 
open up, get into it, clear it all out, and then start to repair it. And um, again, for self-love, you can't fully love yourself until you know yourself and know what it is that you need to heal or that, you know, what's causing you to maybe have self-destructive or self-sabotaging um actions you know so many people self-sabotage and they don't even realize they're doing it and if that's the case then you're never going to really be able to love yourself or be happy with where you are or love your life because there's a part of you that's going to hold you back all the time so once you become self-aware and you know all this that's when the fun begins because you're like well I know I do this because of this and Um, that means that I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm going to be more aware of it. I'm going to, I'm going to fix it. It's always an amazing feeling. Like you say, it's like that light bulb moment where you're like, wow, this is why I've been doing this. Okay. Now I know what the problem is. I can fix it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, a question I receive a lot is, um, you know, how do you stay motivated with, you know, continuously um, learning about yourself and self-love, you know, this, this can like this motivation to want to know more, to accept yourself as you are now, but want to grow. So my question for you is how do you stay motivated? How do you continue, you know, putting one foot um, in front of the other, even when things get hard with, you know, internally, because there's some days where we might wake up and we don't feel the greatest, but, and then there's other days where, you know, we we're going to tackle the world and we get a lot done. So for me, this is, um, this is something that I've been working on a lot because I would go through a lot of periods where I would have a lot of energy and do it. And then I would have a lot of periods where I just didn't want to do anything. I think uh, one of the most important things, first and foremost, before you even try to become motivated again is to really be kind to yourself when you are feeling that way because a lot of us aren't and when you're not kind to yourself um that's when you become really harsh and guilt and shame and anger are the emotions that stir up so you know initially whenever you wake up and you're feeling in that kind of mood it's you know be kind to yourself and accept that you're feeling that way denial is a really really tough thing as well if you deny these emotions then there's there's you can't release them because you're you're acting like they're not there so um accept that that's how you're feeling once you can accept it that's when you can really kind of self-analyze and be like okay I don't feel good today what can I do that's going to make me feel a bit better and here's another little trick as well because I think there's a lot of I I did the same thing a lot of people that think that oh when I'm feeling really angry if I'm feeling really low I need to think about the thing that makes me the happiest and people I don't know how if people can do that that's amazing I'm going to be honest with you like there's no way that you can go from zero to a hundred you know instantly it's not so much about feeling like you you could just you know do cartwheels down the street again it's about being able to feel a little bit better than what you're feeling right now so it's the baby steps so if I wake up and I'm like whoa I am not in a good place right now and I don't even want to get out of bed then for me a positive thing to do that day is to get out of bed that's me doing something a little bit more positive and then you know if I'm out of bed I'm like right I've made out of bed but I'm still not feeling like I want to do my work that's cool forget about the work I'll maybe just go in the shower you know get a bit clean you know and then take little baby steps like that and then after that maybe I'll just go out for a nice walk and if for that day all you can do is get out of bed go for a shower go for a walk and make something nice to eat then you've done the best that you can for that day Mm -hmm. it's about moving on from that so that's how I keep motivated because I think a lot of people will have a day like that and not be kind to themselves and then the next day they'll be so mad at themselves for the last day that this will go on and on it happens a lot when you're you're trying to eat healthy or lose weight that's a very common thing where well I've had one bad day so I might as well just keep going and the next you know three weeks later you're starting at the beginning whereas if you can be like right I'm having a bad day I'm gonna allow it I'm gonna eat everything I want but see tomorrow I'm gonna wake back up and get back on it again it just keeps the momentum going and it keeps you more consistent in the long run. Yeah. yeah. We can't expect to be perfect. Um, and, you know, 
that's like another thing with, you know, um, with fitness, for example, we are always like, well, Monday, well, Monday, I'll do it. Um, we tend to push things off. Well, next Monday. And the same thing with life is that when we're trying to heal and get better and we have one bad day and we say, okay, tomorrow, 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 tomorrow comes and it never happens. Okay. I I'm tomorrow. You know, we use these excuses when in reality, when it comes to maybe going to grab fast food, we don't use excuses. We just, it's in, it's instinctual. We're just like, boom, we're there. We're in line and we're ordering our food. We should be like that with ourselves too. Like it should be instinct. Like, okay, I'm having a bad day. I'll do something that will make me feel better. And like you said, if that doesn't get me there, maybe something else, because you know yourself more than anybody. Um, you know yourself, you know, 110%. You could sit down, you can read all, any, all these motivational quotes and, and books of self-help. Um, but it really comes down to you wanting, um, to get better. You, you seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but yeah, I love that you said that. Cause it's like, we put so much emphasis on other things, but we should be trying, um, to stay motivated. And that's a great example, um, of just finding something little and finding joy in that moment and finding joy that way we're, you know, it takes, you know, less muscles to smile than to frown, you know, um, you know, so, Absolutely, um, yeah. Uh, but I also wanted to say that you also have a podcast and I wanted to share this on here. Um, oh. so tell us a little bit about that. Cause I have been listening to it. Um, so if you would like to share about it, I would love for you to. Wow. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I created the level up mindset podcast really just to give insight. What I find with myself is that when I'm giving a friend advice, and I'm in the heat of the moment, like giving the advice, like I give the best advice and I don't even really consciously think about what I'm doing. So I started this podcast to kind of zone in on those moments so that, you know, listeners out there who might be going through some, something similar can get kind of short and sweet advice. You'll notice my episodes don't go on yeah. any longer than 20 minutes because I, I just find, you know, when you need something quick, like that's all it is. It's there for whenever someone's maybe feeling a bit low and, they can't get to a book or they don't want to read a book and they just want someone to talk to or something to zone out to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I created it for that. And it kind of follows me through my journey of as I'm discovering more things about myself. Like, I don't know if you got to the one where I lost my job and I was trying to stay positive throughout during lockdown. And I was giving my listeners like things that I was doing to feel better and not to just want to like cry in bed because I'd lost a job that I'd loved and stuff and um yeah I, I share these stories and I share you know little tips on what I've learned along the way so it's it's really it's almost like a sounding board for me as well um and so you know, it's quite free flow I just kind of chat away to it but yeah it's um it's there for anybody who just needs that little quick pick me up yeah, yeah I love it it's they're normally like around 14 minutes is like your sweet spot. And I love it because it is quick and it's insightful and it kind of just re allows a person to recenter um, because we can read books. But when it's again, when it's coming from somebody else and what, you know, you, what you're, you're feeling or maybe advice that we might need and something that you went through similar or a friend, we're able to hear those words and it's kind of like, okay, I could do this. I got this. Um, and there's, I, I love the topics you talk about because you go into detail too, about something that I absolutely love to talk about. And we haven't really talked about this too much on this podcast, but, um, to stop letting what other people think of you bother you. And that was one of my favorites. Cause I'm just like, we live in a time right now that if someone says they don't like your shirt, you will go and change it rather than wear it with pride. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's so funny that's actually my most popular episodes oh um, really <laughs> yes it's so funny that you say that because I was very surprised when I launched that one I thought oh I can't believe how many listeners actually go to that episode so it just shows there's a lot of people that care a lot about what other people think and I'm glad you brought it up because I I can honestly say I really don't care that much anymore so it's a very empowering feeling and I've had it I don't know why but 
I feel like in the last few years, I, I've stopped caring so, so much. And for me, the real, the real reason is because I'm happy with who I am. I'm self-assured. I know that I'm a good person and I know that what I'm doing is right for me. And I'm, I'm happy with the choices that I'm making. When you can be all these things, that's when you stop caring what other people think. Because the reason that we do worry is because there's a part of us that doesn't really trust ourselves. So when someone else is like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that, or you maybe shouldn't have done that. We question ourselves when we're not 100% sure. Someone else's is like that other person is that little what if devil on the shoulder, you know, that's like, well, you know, was that right? It's almost like a test. So the real way to stop caring what other people think is to just know that what you're doing is true for you and follow your own path, be comfortable with it, be happy with who you are and, you know, how you are as a person and how you treat other people as well. That's a very big thing too. When you're happy with all those things, you do start to care a lot less about everybody else. So you put that protective bubble around yourself. I love that you uh, had stated show up every day as your best self. Like regardless if you don't have, um, you, uh, do your hair every day. Um, you know, if, if that's what makes you feel good, do it. It doesn't have to be because you're going for a job interview or you're going to go, you know, you're going on a date. Like do it because that's how, that's what makes you feel good. And that's where, when you feel your best. And um, I think that's something some, we lack uh, a lot of is that we don't always show up as our best selves. We kind of show up as uh, whatever emotion we might be feeling at that point. But if, you know, uh, again, if you're having a bad day, uh, go do your hair, uh, put some makeup on if that if that makes you feel better, um, wear okay. your dress, you know? So when I heard that, I was like, yes, like if many more of us took the time and if that's what makes you feel good, do it because you're showing up as your best self. You don't have to have a purpose as again, you know, going to a new job or going to work to, um, show up as your best self. You should do it for you because that's, what's good for you. Um, and no like explanation needed. Um, yeah absolutely it's um that was the living in the present moment because again I was very much a, I'll do this when I'll wear that when I'll save that for what are we saving everything for you know like every day especially in the last year because of everything going on with the world I think that now more than ever we should be wearing our best outfits and feeling the best because you just never know what's around the corner so um yeah feeling good is a very big thing and there's actually a part in one of my books I think it's the first one the the positivity open growth and it's a it's called dress to impress yourself you know dress to feel good for you because when you do that if someone says oh I don't like that shirt you're like well I'm not wearing it for you I'm wearing it for me and you have that kind of badass energy that kind of like I don't really care what you think because you know you you know you you see in your own wee bubble over there like I've done this all for me and it doesn't matter what anybody else has to say because I'm happy with the choices I've made the outfit I've put on the things that I'm seeing I'm cool with that so I'm gonna do me and you do you it's feeling that vibe and feeling that kind of energy when you get that it's it's amazing it's a lot a lot of fun yeah and it sometimes we think of it as, um, cocky overconfidence. Um, but there's a difference between being cocky and being confident. Uh, don't, like I tell others, don't ever let someone persuade you in thinking that you're cocky and you're doing it for the wrong reasons when you absolutely know why, uh, you're feeling self-confidence and self-confidence is sexy. It's beautiful. It's empowering. Um, and you, if you felt so low, you know what it feels like to be at your lowest, you know what it feels like to be at your angriest, but when you move into this, you know, life of self-acceptance and self-discovery and self-love, you know, that your self-confidence comes from a higher place and it comes from a place of purity. Um, you're doing it because you, um, love who you are, you know? Who cares yeah. where the crop top, where the jean, I don't care where the skinny jeans, whatever makes you feel good. 
wear it because everybody is always going to have an opinion anyway. Everyone's so opinionated. (laughs) They are, right? And um, sometimes it's like you should maybe look at yourself and be opinionated (laughs) towards yourself, you know? And I think when people do embark on a self-discovery journey, they they can understand that as well. It's like, I'm doing me. I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself enough kind of awareness. Maybe you should turn that around. But yeah, I find that um, when you do feel that good, the energy that you put out is completely different. And sometimes when you do come across people, even when you're feeling good, and I hit this sometimes um, where, you know, people just aren't going to like you. And for a long time, I'd be like, I don't know why they don't like me. I'm trying so hard and, you know, I've not done anything to them and I don't think I'm bad. And what I think people need to know is not to take that personally. Sometimes when someone doesn't like you, it's because you either bring out an insecurity in them or there's a trait in you that they know they need to work on subconsciously. And because they maybe don't want to and they're fighting it, they just don't like you. Um, And sometimes you just shine too bright for people. So they're going to try and pull you down and dull you down because you know they they can't reach your level so to speak so they're just gonna bring you back down to their level and when you can see it for that those people start to leave your life you you kind of step up and whatever wavelength you're on that positive vibe and that feel good vibe you'll start to attract more of those people to you but first you have to let go of all the the negativity or all the people that are dragging you down family members do it I have um family members that always drag me down and are you sure you want to wear that or you've put on a bit of weight or maybe you should have salads and you know yep yep you know it's and um yes it can be tough I, I fully understand it but it's about being like it's about setting boundaries and saying I love you because you're my family but I don't have to like what you're saying agree with it or do it just because you're family it's about having that boundary and being strong enough and confident enough to set it and not let anybody cross it boundaries is one of those things that is so essential to our mental well-being we feel so guilty uh, when we set boundaries I know I used to um, I used to you know ask always asking for permission constantly never setting a boundary, always saying yes to everything, even when I didn't have time. I mean, I think a lot of people can agree to this. I feel like many of us are yesers and it's hard for us to say no when we don't set boundaries. Um, but it's so harmful and toxic. And the minute you do start to set boundaries and eliminate the toxicity, you get to become one with yourself because you feel whole. You don't feel like you're constantly chipping pieces from you and giving them to everybody else. That when it comes to the end of the day, you feel so drained out. You don't even have time for yourself. You're kind of just looking at your own reflection and going, who am I? I don't even recognize you. Um, but yeah, it, it wears you out. Absolutely. There's, I think that always brings me back to saying, um, we're the only person you can help is yourself. And other people I'll have to help themselves like you you can only help someone so far so yeah like if you're always giving 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 um and not giving to yourself it you are going to be empty it's like the cup of water your cup's mm-hmm. going to be empty and you're going to have nothing for you um but you're absolutely right boundaries are very important and saying no is hard I think that's a cultural thing as well isn't it is it or yeah I just think so I think it is um it's always that have manners, being polite and not want to upset someone. But what I always do as a rule of thumb is whenever I make a decision or if I'm going to do something, I always ask myself, am I doing this for me? And is it going to directly hurt someone else? And that's not to say that someone won't be hurt by what you do, but is it because of what you're doing or just because of where they are? And if what you're going to do or what you want to do is something that isn't going to hurt anyone, then it's okay and you should feel you should just storm ahead and just go and do it the people that do feel hurt by it it's their issue it's their problem and something that they'll have to deal with if and when they're ready to yeah right yeah I love that um 
aside from boundaries, what practices do you implement in your daily life in regards to self-love? I feel like on this podcast, um, every guest gets to share their, um, their practices if they have any. And I, I, I believe it's a good takeaway because then, you know, what might work for me might not work to, for, you know, certain listeners, but what may work for you may, may work for them. So um, it's just good, you know, insight into us sharing what we do and hoping that it'll change somebody's life. Absolutely. No, I'm happy to share. So one of the biggest game changers for me is actually a to-do list. If anyone listening is like working towards a goal or if you, you want more and you don't quite know how to get there or you're struggling to fit it in with your daily life, um, I write my to-do list in the evening and I basically plan out my next day. And then in the morning, I like to do a workout and then I'll take a walk to the train station, which is about an hour's walk um, before I go to work. Um, I have to get the train, which takes 40 minutes. And on the train, I will listen to meditation and I will either like I've started writing my fourth book. So what I've been doing for the last month was I would put this meditation music on and I would just write like handwriting and like all of the, the you know the words would just kind of fall out of the pen very very fluidly so that's really great for anyone who's creative and needs a bit of inspiration I recommend doing that it's it's really worked wonders for me and I also love doing affirmations and a gratitude list so rather than just write a list out I actually have a friend who sends me her gratitudes every morning and I send her mine every morning so we keep each other accountable it's so much better than trying to write it on a piece of paper because I've tried it for years and I've never kept it up. Whereas I've managed to stay consistent with this for probably about two or three months now, bar a few days. Um, that and then I love a, a meditation at night. So affirmations or subliminal messages just go on YouTube. I also like to record myself saying an affirmation or saying a gratitude thing so at the moment my favorite thing is I'm so happy and grateful now that and I've literally recorded my own voice and I just play it on repeat when I sleep and I fall asleep to it so it reprograms your subconscious and because it's your own voice it will take it in a lot more so um with affirmations like our self-limiting beliefs are technically affirmations they're just negative ones so this is how you can actually change them and play a different story and change it around so those are the things that I like to do to practice that self-love and now and again I'll do a little therapy session or coaching too because you know if we go to the gym once a week to top up and maintain our body or eat healthy or have a shake once a week I don't see why we don't do it for our mind as well. Our mind needs exercise too. That is the very first time I've ever heard um, anyone share that that's what they do in regards to recording yourself and rewiring that subconscious mind. Um, that is incredible. <laughs> I'm over here listening. And I'm just like, wait, what? Uh, because it's so easy if we, you know, turn on a podcast or, um, listen to other people say affirmations, but, um, to hear it from your own, from yourself and, you know, that your own voice, that is a whole different ballpark. Um, and it never occurred to me like to even ever do something like that. So I hope for those listening that they take some time and, you know, maybe implement this, especially when they're having a hard time with their limiting beliefs or, you know, um, rewiring that subconscious mind because it is, unfortunately, um, it is in charge most of the time. Yeah, it's always <laughs> going to fight you. So yes. yeah, it's always going to fight you until you affirm enough of the positive thing to change the negative and until you believe it. But um, yeah, there's actually in the, the fourth book, which is about consistency, there's a bit on how you help to change those self-limiting beliefs. So I can't wait to share that with you once it's done because I've managed to do it and I've practiced it for the last year and been able to stay consistent through it, but also change beliefs as well. So yeah, for those of you that want to do that, stay tuned because that's coming very, very soon. I'm excited for that one. I, I love everything that comes with consistency and limiting beliefs. I think it's very, 
like, I, I, I love the science behind it. There's so much sci- science behind your subconscious. And I was saying this on a, on a, on this past podcast I released yesterday that, um, our mind is, our brain is so big and yet we have only unlocked a few doors. Like we only understand as humans, few bits and tidbits of it. Um, we really don't even understand the whole gist of how it works and how it operates and, you know, the rewiring and we, you know, but, um, that is why they say enlightenment is so important and so important because that's when you get to unlock the doors that many people will never even get to achieve in their lifetime. Um, and it's just, it's so fascinating to me because I didn't, I didn't realize how deep my limiting beliefs were until I started to, you know, unravel them all like the why Well, you know, people ask themselves why this, and then they answer the first question, but they never get to the 10th or the 20th. I mean, it goes down. You don't just ask yourself too. It's like, you're trying to, un, you know, bury through unravel this. Um, I, I always think of, um, there's this game with a whole bunch of saran wrapping. You're trying to get to the candy bar at the very end or the money and people keep unraveling and you're keeping around. <laughs> That's the same thing with our limiting beliefs. We have to get down to the real reason why we feel the way we do. Yeah. And there's so many layers because it happens at such a young age. So every time something happens, which is similar, it sticks to that one. So it's almost like you're having to unstick every single tiny little experience that has then created this big, massive self-limiting belief through this one thing. But once it's done, though, it feels great. You know, well, I say done once one of them is done because right. we're always growing. You know, it's never ending. Like I can't, I still laugh at how how silly I was thinking, oh, I'm grown now. Like I've done my self-development after my first book. And yeah, I, I hadn't even touched the surface of it. There's my mind has expanded so much. And you know, I know I'll grow more as well. And I think people only stop growing when they choose to. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of my parents have a lot of my parents a lot of like the elders have like in my the other generation you can kind of see it I think there's always like a a point when you can you can tell like when the adults or the people that you looked up to in your life when they stop growing once you start to grow more and you outgrow them you can see where they stop so yeah it's definitely a choice yeah it definitely is you just got it you have to choose to grow. And, um, my dad always tells us this, that, well, my grandfather used to tell my, my dad, you never want to be the smartest person. He's like your group of friends or the people you hang out with, or the business people you surround yourself with. You don't always want to be the smartest because then you, well, first of all, the group isn't smart. So why are you hanging around with them? That's what he would tell him. But he's like, you want, to continuously learn. You want to gain knowledge from them. Um, he's like, if you have to hang out with older people, with older, you know, businessmen do it because they're going to give you knowledge that people your age, if they're not giving you anything, you're not taking away, then you need to change your, your, your setting, your group of people. Um, and I'm always like, yeah, I guess that's absolutely right. I mean, how can we gain knowledge if the people around us, we surround ourselves with people that a, don't want to grow and two that don't provide us with anything that uh, will make us better. Um, so obviously it's time to change our setting and, and it's a little harsh, um, but it's, it's, it's factual. It's, you're never going to grow if you surround yourself with people that don't, don't care about themselves and don't want to grow themselves. Absolutely. I love that. I love that, that way of thinking. That's great. I'll I'll probably, I'll definitely remember that. I'll be using that more and reminding myself, but yeah, I think that when you start to grow, you do start to outgrow your friends. Um, And that's okay. Like not all of them, but I've certainly outgrown a lot of friends and learned a lot from my experiences and it's okay you know like they were there for that time in your life which was great but it doesn't mean that you have to stay you know on that level um you know it's like that glass ceiling you know you want to break through that and it's okay if you want to break through it yourself and if everybody else wants to stay under theirs and that's fine but you know if you want to keep going and keep growing then you have to break through it and hang about with the people that are in this 
part and it'll, it'll keep changing all the time. Yeah. Um, so what does self-love and acceptance mean to you? Um, I know you kind of hit on, you know, we spoke about self-love, but what does it mean to you if you had to, um, you know, write a sentence or two, what, what does that look like? What does that mean to you? Self-love for me is just being completely true to who I am and doing what's right for me and not letting anybody else try and hold me back or get in the way of that. And also being confident with that, being self-assured enough to move forward without that worry or doubt. So yeah, that's that's what it is to me. It's um, being good to yourself. You know, we came out of this world alone. We're going to go alone, but you've only got you to support you. So when you can fully love yourself and um, do the things that are right for you, then you're, you're always going to be okay. Don't we'll follow anyone else's path. Is there anything else that you feel in your heart that you want to share with the listeners or that you want to say? Um... Yeah. Um, I mean, this has been a great chat. I don't want it to end. I've enjoyed it so much. Um, but what I will say, and hopefully this will resonate or this will be what someone needs to hear, is that, you know, wherever you are in life right now and whatever you are doing and whatever you want to do, Know that you can do it. Like you are capable just as you are. You're never too old. And if I can turn things around, because trust me, like I never thought I was smart enough to write a book and I never thought I would be confident enough to do podcasts or confident enough to walk into a room and just feel great about myself. If I can do it, trust me, you can too. I'm just, I'm just a, a normal girl. Like I'm, not in a bad way, nothing special. So if I can do this, know that you guys can too. You're all capable. I love that. That is so empowering. You're going to empower so many more people. I mean, not just after this podcast, but your books and just from all your outlets. And um, it's women like you that um, make me want to be better, um, that are creating the domino effect, because in reality, it takes one person right to change one person life and then they may be touched and they change another and then that person and it just kind of goes and goes and goes but it makes you realize that it takes one um and if if none then none but at least you put yourself out there but you know with what you're doing and the platform you're creating i feel like um this is just the beginning and on this podcast we wish you the most you know further success and um to keep, continue to empower, to continue changing lives, um, because it takes us everyday people, whether it be, uh, women, you know, men, whatever, um, you know, putting our authentic self out there, our vulnerabilities, sharing our real life. Um, and that might look messy because obviously it's imperfect and that's part of our healing journey. But when you're that raw and authentic, that's what changes people. That's what impacts people. That's what, you know, allows you to receive messages saying, Hey, because of you, um, I began my self healing journey because of you. Um, I decided to get help because of you, whatever the case may be. But, um, I just, you know, when I stumbled upon, uh, you know, uh, your, what was your post? Um, I absolutely was drawn to you and, um, it was just this energy and you possess, um, such positivity. So I, I appreciate you for what you're doing and, and leaving the world better than you found it. And that is our mantra here on the podcast to do something today that leaves the world better than you found it. Um, and you're doing that every day. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love what you're doing. And I love that you're putting words on paper and you're sharing that with people. Cause I, I feel like that's, um, it's, it's, um, it could be life-changing two words, one word, whatever it is, it can really change someone's whole perspective on life. So oh, thank you. You've given me goosebumps. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I've loved connecting with you. This has been an amazing chat. It's honestly like meant to be, um, so yeah, thank you. And thank you to everyone who's listening as well. So the last question I always ask is 
what is your favorite quote or what quote you would like to share with our listeners? Um, it could be one, it could be many. I don't care. It's totally up to you. <laughs> okay. Um, so the first one that came to my mind was, and this is for anyone who's like, oh, should I do this? What if I do that? And what if this happens is just cross that bridge if and when you come to it. <laughs> that saying has got me to do so much stuff um, because it can be overwhelming when you like have these big goals and you don't know where to start. So you start at the beginning, of course, but rather than worrying about things that are 10 steps ahead, it's like cross that bridge when I come to it. It'll take you so far. And I don't think it, that it's ever failed me, to be fair. I love that. It's yeah. so powerful. Um, so where can they find you? Give them your social media outlets. I'll also put all the information in the synopsis, but give us everywhere we could find you and listen to you and all that good stuff. Sure. Um, so on Instagram, it's uh, Susie Sung is my handle. So you can find me on Instagram and the books are available on Amazon. Um, the Heartbreak one's just Amazon. The other one is in Barnes and Nobles and Walmart. And uh, you can find me on www.levelupmindset.co. That's just got all the links for everything on there and a little bio about me. And I think that's it so far. Um, TikTok may be coming soon. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that's that's on the on the cards and um, possibly a Facebook group. But I've got a lot of work to do before then. Getting these books out the road, and then there'll be more to come. So exciting! Yeah, guys, go head on over to Amazon. I know I have her book in my cart right now, but head on over. Um, listen. If we can put money into the next, I don't know, um, you go buy makeup or who knows, fast food, we could, or your next Starbucks drink, um, you could put money into, and I say this because words are very empowering, they're impactful. So just this, just reading some positivity every day can change your life. I know many of us go through the emotions in our day to day that we forget that the one thing that can change our whole entire perspective and our whole entire emotion for the day, what we're feeling, how we're going through, um, that it could be a simple words. It could be a simple phrase. So, um, yeah. So again, she's the author of a hundred days of healing from heartbreak and a hundred days of positivity, hope and growth. So I thank you guys for tuning in, for listening uh, for being a part of the self-love effect. Um, so continue to shine your light. And as I always leave you do something today that will leave the world better than you found it. Um, and let me drop you guys some discount codes. First on the list, we got first form. If you haven't already head on over to the website, we got the, our self-love effect link in the synopsis head on over, check out their supplements, the best on the market, quality, best quality supplements you'll find anywhere on the planet. If you guys do have questions, please let me know. I'm here to answer all your questions in regards to protein, um, their micro factor, vitamins, pre-workouts, post-workout. Let me know. I'm here for you. I want you to do I want to see you succeed. I want you to hit your goals. So also, I, if you haven't heard, I am a coach on the First Form app. You could download the app and add me as your advisor, Desiree at selfloveeffect.com. Now, coming at you and don't wait on these because Born Primitive has their launch just around the corner for their Halloween collection. Head on over to Born Primitive and that link in the synopsis and also the link in my bio on my social media accounts gives you 10% off and the link itself, once it's a, it automatically applies that discount at checkout. So there's no actual code. The link is the code. Head on over. Also, save your hands. Stop tearing. Love your hands. They love you. So head on over to Wad and Done. Also give them a follow on social media at Wad and Done. Save using Treasures 10. If you love headbands and all the designs or solids, whatever you love, head on over to Maven Threads. Follow them at Maven Threads on IG 
and save at checkout using Self Love Effect 15. Then I felt like I was missing one, right? Because I am. Head on over to our apparel shop at www.selfloveeffect.com and get yourself some swag along with our new holiday, what is it, Halloween, I guess, drop, of course, it's my favorite holiday, anyways, code self-love effect, head on over, support us, get some self-love effect goodies, and you guys, I just want to thank you for all your love and support, Um, it means the world to me, so as this podcast continues, my one hope is that It changes the lives of not just one, but many, because we're doing it together. When you inspire, that person becomes inspired. So it may started with the pilot of this podcast, but it's been growing because of the lives that have been on the show and that have been vulnerable by showcasing their strength through vulnerability and sharing their story. So We're in this together. We're doing this together. And thank you for your love and support. Until next time, I'll see you guys Thursday. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.